Welcome to hell. I perform this song all the time and I'm forgetting the lyrics now. <laughs> soldier, soldier, won't you marry me with your hand grenade and gun? Oh, how can I marry such a pretty girl as you before the war is won? So off to the factory she did go while the soldier lit a fuse Taking our time, the ammunition line singing patriotic tunes I can't explain why I am feeling so alone I can't explain it when there's no one in this home My time is running out, I'm missing you I got a job to do for me and you you marry me with your hand grenade and gun how could I marry such a pretty girl as you when I'm on the western fun so walk to the tavern she did go for a cocktail and a tune she bumped her head and woke up in a bed with a man she never knew I can't explain why I am feeling so alone I can't explain it when there's no one in this home Time is running now. I'm missing you. I got a job to do for me and you on the ammunition line. Welcome to the Jersey Shore Resistance Podcast. <laughs> Fuck him. I'm Matt. Forget him. Uh, Tonight wow. we got Jake from Free the Witness. Hey, golf club. Hey, guys. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. Thanks yes, for having thank me. Any problems finding place? No, no, it was on a dark road, so. <laughs> we like it like that. Oh, uh, we get people that fly by like four or five times before they see the driveway. <laughs> it's like, is this the right place? Yeah. It was. This can't be it. Was. It. <laughs> it was. It's that time of year. Nice and dark out. Hey, there was that one time we went to that place with all the uh, dump trucks in it. Oh, when we were on the other podcast? Yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was a little weird. scary. Yeah. Yeah. Walking past these old rusty dumpsters and shit. <laughs> we got to get those fuckers down here. I try. I talked to him. We're going to get him down here. Okay. Very good. So um, tell us about yourself. Tell us about the band. Like, you know, there's only one of you here, but how many are like in the band? Uh, there's three others. We okay. kind of just went through a lineup change. So um, we just added a new guy. We got drummer, bassist, and uh, I'm going back to rhythm guitar now. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So. You look happy about that. <laughs> hey, well, like, uh, I don't know. Like, it's just not, um, 
I, I prefer to just focus on the vocals, mm-hmm. but I also prefer to not have too many personalities in a group. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's one of the big killers, man. That makes things like a lot messier, you know, yeah. oh, especially if you don't sure. line up on. True. Try to deal with True. this guy. Yeah. It's yeah. probably a fucking hassle. <laughs> so whatever. So. It is. Fuck Go it fuck is. yourself. I'm fucking awesome. Anyway, these guys have names. Yeah. Uh, Jeff's our drummer. Okay. Jeff Roberts. Great name. Kyle Crowley. He paid, played in a band called Vendetta Rose. I don't okay. know if you guys ever heard of them. No. I think um, I did. Asbury Park Band. Yeah. And um, super talented band. Super talented band. More like 80s, like hair metal-ish. Okay. Okay. And maybe that's why I different. fucking know that name. Yeah. I know that name from something. From, I don't know what. And then uh, Brandon, he's actually young. He's the newest member. Um, he plays in a band called Horseplay. Okay. I don't know if you guys have heard of that one. No. It's like pop punk okay. okay kind of band so yeah how long you guys been now this unit this unit with these guys so we we had a couple go in and out because they didn't like match what okay. we all wanted but um jeff and kyle have been around for i think three years okay so okay. two three-ish years yeah give us a little so. background on the band how long you guys been as free the witness uh well free the witness started up when i was in north jersey and then the pandemic hit, and that was back in uh, in twenty eight in twenty eighteen it started, and then the pandemic hit what 2019? 2020. 2020, 2020. Yeah. And uh, I was poor, and I decided to move to Asbury Park because I thought it was the hub of music. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, the band kind of dispersed. In twenty nineteen, pandemic hit. I moved down to Asbury Park and reformed it. Okay. With Central Jersey musicians. Okay. Okay. So basically, you're like you're the core of the band, and yeah, I mean, essentially. Uh, but my drummer went to high school with me, though. Oh, so all right, cool, that's cool. I I can cons- I gotta consider him a core member. Okay, he was in my very first band. Oh, there you go. Well, um, so yeah, he's been with you for a while. And it wasn't even a band. We just did a photo shoot, and my car <laughs> broke down, <laughs> and we called it quits right after. But you got a good story out of it. <laughs> we yeah, were there like you go. Sixteen. Fucked ass. <laughs> There's a picture of us like eight years before Free the Witness, where like we're like posing and stuff like that. I like stepped in shit. My car broke down, and like we had a photo shoot, and we never played a like note of music together. Oh wow. It so, but at least you got a good story out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to start somewhere, and right? And we ended up actually playing together. So. Well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it comes around cool. full circle. Yeah. Now, do you guys have stuff out now that like people can find you? Or? Yeah, we just released a new single, uh, Soldier Soldier, which okay. I just played for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we released that one and Youth of Tomorrow on Labor Day of last year. And both of those songs are pretty energetic. We're really excited. Um, we're in the middle of recording an LP okay. with uh, Pete Steinkoff right now. So Nice. Very He's, cool. Uh, you guys know Pete, right? No, I never do not know Pete. Bouncing Souls? Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, guy. I don't know his last name. I, have, I don't know names. I've done yeah. so much shit with those guys. It's really? Probably, yeah, um, well, I've repair. yeah. I've repaired their equipment and stuff like that. Oh, so. goodness. And then uh, I always hear mutual friends that we have. It's like Pete from the Souls. I oh, don't Pete know his last souls. name. I don't. When you said that, I'm like, I have no idea whose name that is. And then you said bounce his souls. I'm like, oh, Pete. Like, you know, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Though. Well, very good. Yeah. Well, that's because you're local. Uh, well, wait, what? What's that? What well, you're kind of like local. That's like the local hub for. He's like that area's. Yeah, you know. Well, we recorded <laughs> our last record, um, Deliverance, at Lake House, and we, you know, like we just didn't get the sounds that we wanted to. Yeah. Uh, and. Yeah. 
going to somebody who has been a professional punk rock musician yeah. for 30 plus well, he years. knows what you're going for yeah he, know, exactly. yeah he knows the sound that we're going for and so having him produce the record is exactly what we needed oh, to get with absolutely. our sound you know you can go to you can go to a world class studio but have a know, guy like, that doesn't do it's a great studio really awesome equipment yeah but he doesn't understand your kind of music great, yeah great people but it's different when you're you know like it's different when you have somebody who understands the sound that you're going for. Oh, of course. So. That's like, it's a big, that's a big thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's like if you had like, well, it's like if you're doing a punk album, you don't go to like a hip hop studio. You yeah, know? like Madonna. You know, Unless you're Rick to... Rubin, that doesn't matter. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to be grumpy. Oh, I'm tired of being called grumpy. You are fucking grumpy. I am. What, uh, what are your future plans? Uh, you know, just uh, right now we're kind of you know, putting things on the back burner. Okay. Focusing on uh, just making good content, kind of like storing it up and waiting to give a big push once we finish this record. So okay, so That's you're, the way to do it. Yeah, you so know. you're gonna go the the, uh, the social media way and like kind of like blitzkrieg it. I don't even know. It's not even just the social media way. It's the you have to do everything the right way. You can't oversaturate on the wrong shows. Okay. Because then you're playing to five people and it doesn't look good, right? True, true. It, yeah. it, you know, playing to like a few people and like a hundred gigs just isn't the way to do things anymore. You got to pick the right gig at the right time. You know, I've oversaturated so many gigs and I was just, that was a waste of our time. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, we could have just gone to the practice studio. Because te- technically, if you were just playing to the people that you brought, yeah. they've already heard you. You're not picking up anybody exactly. new. So, so it kind of has to go and it needs to like be in conjunction with mm-hmm. the social media push. Okay. Do like build up the social media right, and build up momentum towards a good show and promote it, and you know, so you, just oversaturating kills it. You know? Oh yeah, I I would say if you do like one or two shows a month that are solid, and so, you know some of these bands play you know two three nights a week. Yeah. You know, and if you're playing within twenty minutes, the last place you played, what good are you really doing yourself? It, it's it's. It's the same market, you know. You got to yeah. go to different places. It's that big fish in a small pond theory. Ex- exactly. Yes. Exactly. And at the end of the day, like, is that really, is that no. really what you? Whoever want? sits there is like, I played blah 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 blah. Yeah. It's like, shut the fuck up. It's I mean, been in uh, this one little spot. What is yeah. that doing for you? I've played the Stone Pony. Bruce Springsteen has. He has a, like billions and billions of followers. I have like maybe a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> That's being generous. I probably have none. <laughs> yeah. We have five. We're so right there, Richard. We got, yeah, maybe six by now. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, I'm going to see if I can he, lose He's here today, so we got six. Oh, okay, perfect. One yeah, more. You got yeah. it. Yeah. So, so. All right, so you're in the studio. Now, you're doing it as a whole band. Like You're not just going in there and like laying tracks to a drum machine and like all this. And then, okay, all right, I just, you know, hey, you never know. Some people like Real that. Real deal. Yeah, getting um, into the studio together and doing a record together. Okay, so like what's the process for you guys? Like the way you guys go in, like let's take the last time you were in. How did it roll? Like were you guys in there live? Were you, uh, you know, processing it to a click track? Like I prefer going to a click over live. I'm okay. just not tight enough of a musician, to be honest. I'm a good okay. performer. I'm not a tight enough musician for. Okay. You know. I mean, that's fair enough. I don't trust my rhythm playing to not play to a click. So. Okay. okay. At least you're honest. Unless, yeah. like, unless, <laughs> like, shit. unless you like, and it's the same thing as like some people like, you, you have to be able to play to a click as well. Oh, I believe. You that. know what I mean? Like severely. If it, you also need to have practice playing to a click as well. 
Like some people, if you just throw in your monitors into the entire band and be like, "All right, guys, our sets are now going to be the click track." <laughs> be a fucking well, good luck. That, yeah, good <laughs> yeah, luck. Yeah, right. Yeah, that that makes it a little stale. But I mean, you got to at least if you're rehearsing with it, then you guys learn the tempos yeah. and stuff. But regardless of that, but I want to know about like, okay, how you you went to the studio? You you kind of did it liveish, but also to a click, mm-hmm. or you just like did drums and bass and then overlaid everything. Guitar, guitar and drums first. Oh, okay, so like, like the rhythm guitar parts, like all the bones of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then take the scratch guitars out, put the bass over onto the drums once the drums done. Okay, and then build it up from there. Nice. And like the writing process, how's that been going? Like, are you doing it on the spot? Is this all kind of pre-prepared? You know, I've realized I like uh, sometimes everybody like has their own way of writing Mm -hmm. songs. Sometimes I'll get like a melody in my head when I'm taking a shit. Sometimes I'll sit down and I'll figure something out on piano and I'll never even get a melody or lyrics. Mm -hmm. It just comes in different forms. Um, But... I do enjoy when we're in the studio. I've done this too many times now, but like I always like one song to be an experimental song that you kind of just work out entirely in the studio. Mm. It's it's a different vibe, you know. It's purely creative. It's not prepared, and you're really just having. Well, that's when you truly get a melting pot of everyone's exactly. of everyone's flavor and styles, and yeah. It's not like the foundation was laid by one guy where you're like, oh, I got this song worked out, and then everybody kind of just Adds their piles parts, on yeah. top. It's That's like, really like a true collective project. Yeah. What are you looking at me for? I don't know. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> I don't know. I was just fucking like, listening to you talk your wisdom. My wisdom, yes. Yeah. You, you know what? I'm sorry. You should probably be doing more of the interview than I am. So <laughs> I apologize. I apologize to our viewers that I should probably just more color and you could do all the interviewing i don't like doing it, the interviewing, it seems though. to be you that likes it no i i, I do the color maybe yeah. it's your soothing voice like barry white yeah. uh, Check it all you have a great great bass tone to your voice so. well i smoke a lot so that's probably <laughs> that's three packs of marlboro reds a day buddy <laughs> that's why he's grumpy um so that's <laughs> so anyway that's uh that's interesting because if you go in and hash it out as a band right on the spot there's definitely that magic that kind of comes with it you know which is cool yeah i mean it's a little costly but it is it, it's like but <laughs> that, it's that worth it not magical no that hurts definitely but that part no, hurts. hurts yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> but like man bands don't do that anymore yeah, because think, of cost effective, I get that. But also, like, man, it's you always hear the term lightning in a bottle. Well, that's what everybody's going to go catch. Yeah. You know, so it's like, go catch that lightning in the bottle because it could be the most special thing you ever wrote. Yeah, everything's very, I have, I have no problem. I, majority of the songs I like writing ahead of time. Mm-hmm. It's just because I'm the primary songwriter and I think you could be an incredible musician. But just because you're an incredible musician doesn't mean that you're an incredible songwriter. Yep, very true. Just because, just because you're really good at an instrument doesn't make you a good band member. You know what I mean? Like there's true. A lot know, of give and take. There's in there's some yeah. incredible guitarists that I've played with who were shitty band members. They didn't contribute. They didn't. You know. And then there's. I've they, even met really great guitar players that just can't play with other people. Yeah. Like by themselves, they shred and they're phenomenal. You put them in a group thing. of people and they're, they're. That's so weird. Yeah. yeah. To me, that's weird. But anyway, go. And then, and then there's and then there's these incredible, you know, instrumentalists that have no idea how to structure a song. Well, I think the art of writing a song is kind of dying. You, you think know? so? Uh, 
you know, I, I listen to a lot of bands, whether they've been on here or whatnot, and I feel like everybody's trying to rewrite the wheel, and you don't need to do that. Like that's like I saw this thing. Make something day. good and memorable and close to your heart, and somebody else will gravitate to it. I, said, I saw this thing the other day. This guy he owned up, he opened up his own record distribution company, like his own label, yeah. and he only uses AI to make his songs <laughs> completely ai completely Jesus. he's put out 872 songs in the last 75 days you mean the ai's put out the 800 yeah but i'm saying but he has he has 875 songs out there making money wow oh in God. 75 days jesus oh we're so gotta do that we're so fucked you, you know but um when i oh, shit i totally forgot what i was gonna say i lost my train of thought um Wait, hold on. I'll get the AI. And that, that's <laughs> that's made by AI, mixed by AI, everything mastered by AI. All he does is touch a couple keyboard buttons, and boom, that's, there's a song. So bad, so that's bad. Crazy. He's making money. Yeah, I know, but it's like it's diluting the pool for the real musicians. Oh, I remember yeah. what I was gonna say. Sorry, I didn't mean that's to interrupt you. Um, you know, with this record that we're working on right now, mm-hmm. I think the last one that I did, I was trying to, like you said, reinvent the wheel. I was trying to be too, too unique, too, I don't even know how to like. You're trying to force it it to be something it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like my favorite band of all time is Bad Religion. And I was like, they're like a weird band if you think about it. They know how to keep like, they know how to write catchy hooks and stuff like that. But there's a lot of weird intricacies to their music. And I remember I tried approaching our second record from like a super like abstract, um, I guess, approach, and it just, like, didn't work. I don't know how to, like, it just didn't work. And my biggest critique when I showed people that record was, you know, songs need to have, like, a consistent groove throughout. It needs to be catchy. You need to hear the words and stuff like that. Yeah. You know? I I think think people being almost, like, musicians can be egotistical, right? And so that Mm -hmm. can lead to them thinking more about their own product as opposed to how can people consume it. Somebody gets it. Yeah. You In know? the words of John Popper, it's the hook that brings you back. Oh, you know? yes. <laughs> but no, dude, like, you know why people don't get that? <laughs> well, we talk about it all the time. Like, <laughs> just kidding. Especially in, people have you had on the podcast. Especially, in, like, say, but especially <laughs> in today's music scene, we've noticed that a majority of the bands write songs they think people want to hear not what they want to play. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they're not writing for themselves. They're writing because I think this would do good with other people. You know, like, I, I think that this would take off because this is what's hot right now, you know? Mm-hmm. And it just comes yeah. off as kind of, to me, it always comes off a little flat because it's not, it's, just, it's not there. Dude, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I write melodies because I think that they're catchy in my head. You know what I mean? And I don't think about whether or not, like, I think about whether or not, obviously, you're worried when you're writing a song, whether or not somebody's going to think that your song is catchy, right? But, like, I'd be hard-pressed if you guys told me that, you know, I can't explain why I am feeling so alone. I mean, that sounds catchy. Mm -hmm. It's a catchy melody. Yeah. That Soldier, Soldier song I played. Yeah. Um, No, absolutely. Absolutely. And, yeah. Enjoy what you do, right? I guess. I guess. I don't know. I feel like it's too late for you. I mean me, sorry. <laughs> the most, the most. I mean, the most successful bands, in my opinion, are the ones that know how to harmonize while live. People like melody. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's true. 
people really, really, really like melody. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's, good, like I said, a good hook and a melody is that. That's like yeah. that's paramount. Yeah, paramount. I mean, what does it come down to, really? Right. Yeah, that's connection. Look at like that's how they connect. You know, like Guns N' Roses. You're sure they have. Mm-hmm. To, you're a Guns N' Roses fan. Yep, I'm like, a Guns N' Roses fan. I'm sure that you love their deep tracks, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. Right? But I'm a musician. I but don't everybody, count. but <laughs> there, there are songs on Spotify that have like billions of plays. Oh yeah, it's all the, the hits. The ones with the catchy, catchy hooks. It's all the hits. So, you can sit there and just play "Sweet Child of Mine" for the rest of your life. Some musicians are too pretentious to allow themselves to put those out into the world. I think. Well, it's because there's the stigma. They got to have that, like that attitude, and like this is what we are. And <laughs> like, oh, you, oh, you're just writing a four chord progression, man. Oh, man, I don't dude, think that matters. Break down music theory. Everything's, everything's pretty much a four chord progression. That's oh, like yeah. I always go about this with my buddy. <laughs> the perfect take on that is Van Halen. Yeah. Like, say everybody hates Sammy Hagar and Van Halen, but that dude wrote some fucking yeah. hits. Mm-hmm. Like right now. That song is fucking like timeless. It's gigantic, but people will hate it just because it's Sammy Hagar. I guess whatever. I mean, yeah, you know, I, it's, I get that. But that's it's, it's a, the difference in the melodies and the way they and the way he approached it vocally that made it a, a completely different type of band almost. Yeah. I'm not a huge Van Halen fan. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not either, so don't feel bad. I'm just saying, but that's like the like the. Pol- and I'm a guitar just, player. That's the worst part. It's so it's so polarizing between those two crowds: the Van Hagar yeah. and the Van, you know, Van Halen. Yeah, but like I said, he he came in and like right now is probably like their biggest selling song. I would think that song was fucking everywhere. Yeah, what was the name of it? Right now, right now. Hey, move tomorrow. Would I know it if I? Oh yeah, yeah. If you heard it, you would know it in a minute. How old are you? Twenty five. Like young guns. Uh, oh man, I'm 20 years old. You do got old. a good I'm head on your shoulder for a young gun, though. I'll that give you that. Is, yeah. That's, you know, I don't know about that. How long have you been talking to your special friend lately? Special friend? Yeah. What's Who's my special friend? The one friend? you were talking to on the way down here. Oh. Because <laughs> there's the one a lot. Not, the one we're not allowed to talk about. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, maybe like six months. Okay. Six months. So is he teaching you shit like that? Um. Sounds like it. No, a lot of the stuff that I've learned is no, not even not about music, but I'm saying the whole business aspect of everything. Um, no, a lot of the stuff I've learned learned from my own mistakes. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, See, that's that. so good. Like, I I really like. <laughs> I I spent so much money when we went to Lake House to record our second album, mm-hmm. and I, I remember I I set a release date on it. Like January two years ago, and we just released twelve tracks. Just like we just dropped it. Okay. We just dropped it. Didn't have any content behind it. Didn't have like any music videos or anything like pre-production, mm-hmm. pre-release plans, post-release plans. Like. Okay. And well, then I mean, I was, nowadays it's not it's even. It's not I was even just like, why does this song only have a thousand streams <coughs> on Spotify? Well, because I didn't plan properly. Well, you know. So- Albums are a dying, a dying art form. Yeah. yeah, like it's it's all singles based now, and just keep like you said, you got you got to backlog your social content and put out one song, and then do like a two to three week big push on it, and then like the fourth week that next month, yeah. one more one more song that you have all your content backlogged for, big three week push on that one. Yeah, that seems to be the new formula. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I'm 45. I don't care. That's true. I just laugh at because I'm like, fuck. I'm 20 years older than him. That's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome. Um, 
Well, our last guitarist, he was he was thirty nine. So okay, so he's close. Age, age doesn't matter to me. No, I guess not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so how did that Lake House record do? Besides, you say not doing much because he didn't push it, but like, what was the reviews on it? I mean, we're a local artist, right? So it just like. How did it do? We didn't sell anything, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, that's everybody. I mean, it, in all how, did, how did it do for me, though? Yeah, I that's like really what I meant is like, what did it do for you? Besides being like a learning I didn't get the experience. sounds that I wanted on it. Okay. I didn't get the sounds I wanted on it. Um, it was an arm and a leg. Okay. And um, it made me realize this is this was the second record I released, mm-hmm. right? This was the second record I released. And it made me realize, I was like, oh, yeah, if I'm investing this much money into a project, maybe I should invest the right amount of post-release and pre-release. Well, you got to be prepared. Content yeah, yeah. and stuff. Like, you can't just <coughs> drop 20 grand into a record. That's not how much I spent, but yeah, I'm just giving a number. Uh, you can't just drop, like, 20 grand in a record and then not have a plan for how you're going to promote it. How? Because then it just, you're 20 grand in a you're hole. Just yeah. in the way, and yeah. you didn't reach anybody mm. <laughs> you know true true so yeah. i'd rather be in the hole you know 20 grand and like still reach thousands of people if i planned properly than be in the whole 20 grand yeah see i know i do work for a guy that same is that theory is is like yeah i'm gonna be in the hole and i know i'm not gonna make that money back but i'm reaching this i'm getting onto, you know whether it's tv or you know shit it's like all that. step in the process yeah, yeah he's like he'll take his album and cut it up so yeah. it's like commercial esque. <laughs> so he submits it to commercials. It's good, and he makes money off that. He makes more money doing that than he yeah. does sales and playing. That's crazy. So he's like, "What the fuck am I doing?" It's like, uh, when do they have that with the venues pay to play? Oh. For the exposure, man. We're not, yeah. we, we're not going to pay you anything for the. But really, exposure is super important. It, it is, but you got to be not to the right band that yeah, you're you opening don't, up for. You don't for. sell your soul to the devil for it. That's yeah. The, that's well, the thing. I mean, there's two ways to look about it. Who are you opening up for? Is it a band that kind of sounds you're in the same realm? Then. Uh, well, I mean, if you're, you're going to you're you're gonna gonna pull a lot of new fans out of it, it could be worth it. But chances are you're still losing out on that deal. You'll always lose out, but you'll gain fans that will actually maybe New fans buy your care stuff. And it's a source of income. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a source of like it's like a subscription, right? Yeah, yeah. it's like really going to the like casino. It. The house always wins, man. Yeah, the house yeah, always wins. Yeah. So I just had my first casino experience the other week. Oh no, yeah. let's hear yeah. it. We gotta hear yeah. this. I, I budgeted myself 20, 20 Canadian dollars. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was in Canada. <laughs> You'd be surprised. The security of Canadian casinos is like. Null and void. <laughs> you don't say, eh? Hey. Yeah. You know, I tried to... Uh, me and my girlfriend went up for our anniversary trip. And uh, I, I said, you know, like, let's get a bottle of wine for later, right? And we'll drink it later after we go to the casino. And she's like, Jake, you can't bring a bottle of wine into a casino. I was just like, all right, we'll get a cheap bottle of wine. We'll get a cheap bottle of wine. So if they tell us we can't have it, I'll just throw it out. It's like, no yeah. big deal. Yeah. We get it to the casino, right? And they're just like, well, you can't go within, in, in with that, eh? And I was just like, what? Why? Just let me come in with a bottle of wine. It's closed, right? So he, he told us to put it around the corner. He's just like, well, you know, I don't think anybody's looking. Just put it around the corner and maybe you can come back to it later. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine if a security guard in the U.S. said something like that? They'd be like, get the fuck They'd out. They'd be like, get <laughs> Oh, Bitch, this is my God. casino. You're getting your ass thrown out the front door. <laughs> yeah. 
You get like stripped for like drugs and yeah. <laughs> I think awesome. we need a cavity and so search. We, we, we finish we finish we finish going to the casino. I spent all my twenty dollars. And uh, we, we go down the escalator, we're leaving, and he's just like, Oh, you might want to check around the corner to see if the bottle's still there, man. Was it? Can you show me? I want to know if it's still there if it worked. <laughs> what is this guy? Okay. You're telling me to break the rules. <laughs> Did it work? Yeah. No, that's awesome. See, there yeah. you go. He was, he's like giving you I the still nudge, my nudge. Canadian wine, but like the whole time I'm thinking in my head, like if I was in America, I would have gotten like pinned against the wall. Oh, fuck yeah. You would have been thrown out. You'd be like, who the fuck do you think you are? And they would have taken that bottle of wine, thrown it in the back room, and by the time you left, they'd have been drank already. No, they would have They would have sold it. Yeah. They would have drank it. They would have brought it behind the bar and sold it to like... Especially if, it, if you went to Atlantic City, that should be gone in 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. No so. shit. Pounded. <laughs> oh my God, that's great. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so what do you think this... Uh, so this is your third record. Yeah, well, I actually stripped the other... I, I kept a couple songs that I liked from the first two. Okay. And the direction, sound, everything kind of just changed. Okay. I really consider this to be my first record. Okay. I feel like... Because the first one I wrote when I was 17. Okay. And I know it sounds like generic, but you probably think the same thing about 25 year old, but what the fuck does a 17 year old know about anything when they're writing things? You know what I mean? You never know. I mean, it's, it's honest, but like, I'm not proud of like half the songs on that record were about a girl. You know, okay. I'd rather, most music is about, it's yeah, about a woman. sex, drugs, yeah, rock and roll. What? Like what else is there? <laughs> yeah. But, but there's so many other topics you can talk about, you know, of course. a lot of this record that we wrote about, I'm a huge history nerd. Nice. So a lot of this record's about world war two. Okay. Like if I if I didn't go to school for music and healthcare, I would have gone. And, I would have been a history teacher, man. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was a, a history guy too, so kind of yeah, I like that. It's kind of <laughs> cool. He hit your spot. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh man. I just love World War Two and all that, like just just history in general. Yeah. So like half the really the whole record is almost like a I don't want to say concept record because it's not I, a lot of the songs we got barbed wire town, so that's pretty self explanatory. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sar Offensive. <laughs> okay. Yeah, cool. We're a history punk. Yeah. <laughs> we're moving away from this topic though, going forward because okay. it was uh we want to write about you know rock and roll and there you go fast cars and <laughs> <laughs> With ZZ Top fast yeah. cars. <laughs> but, uh, That's cool though. We got uh the girl in red, which I wrote about Schindler's List. Oh my god. It's it's more like you just have a theme for the album. Yeah. yeah. It's just a thing. Yeah, so would that be considered a concept I mean, album? You know what? Iron Do I have Maiden to drop did it. that word? Iron made a Iron Maiden yeah, made but a no, career. A concept it. album is more of a overarching theme of the whole album that all ties together. That kind of sounds like the, every song is part of one story. Sounds pretty consistent with. <laughs> I'm like, this song's about World War Two. This song's about World War Two. This song's about World War Two. Yeah, but it's telling different parts of yeah, different stories. Yeah, you just oh, use like a, a concept album would be, be like, one album, and every song is all part of one story. Yeah. Which my second record actually was about Dante's Inferno. There you go. So it's weird shit, right? That's cool. So, but um, <laughs> that's cool. Maybe man. there is hope. There for is. These, for these there really guys. is. You got to pull it out of like some of them. Mm. He's got it. He's, yeah, he's got. He's, he's got, got a good it. head on. Not that shoulders. I'm the expert. I'm not an expert. I just you know live through enough shit. <sighs> they don't want to listen. So how many pe- how many people want to like listen to like they don't World War II stuff? At the end of the day, they're going to want to listen to like sex, drugs, yeah, rock but, and roll. Yeah, but you know no, what? Not though? even that Some much anymore. Some won't know it. Some yeah. won't know. Yeah. 
You know, you're not sitting there going, uh, you know, Patton's fucking storming the field. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. Yeah. Uh, you know, I still make it relatable within, you know, that song Soldier, Soldier. It's very pretty obvious what it's about. Yeah. But it's actually, you know, it's that about, it's about a breakup that I had. You okay. Know? So I kind of like tied it into the themes. Yeah. While also so I mean, making it. Historical. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Anything you cool. write, you're always drawing on personal experience. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. matter, no matter what you do. So, which is why I like, I'm really proud with the record. I'd okay. say it's my first real record. I, I felt like I really had a direction with it. When, like, how far along are you? Like, when do you think it'll be done? It'll be done within, I think, within two or three weeks, the whole oh, thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't mean it'll be out. No, no, no. no. Well, when are you but planning, you it, planning it? Yeah. Oh, maybe at the end of the year. Okay. So we got a huge fan base. We're, you know. Yeah, they're all chomping at the bit. Wait, yeah. I know. I love it. It's got to love. They're shaking in their boots. They can't wait. I, my, Was that too grumpy? No. My six, my six followers. So. Well, your six and our six get together. Whatever. There's 12. That's 12. Yeah. Yeah. Come together like Voltron. Yeah, man. It'd be perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Did you just scissor yourself? (laughs) Oh, sorry. Wait, hold on. My bad. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) It's it's like low-hanging fruit, though, to be talking. So I feel fulfilled Mm -hmm. when I'm talking about... Like, there's a million... I I could talk... I, I could write a song about golf clubs, right? You know, like, there's so many other topics that you could talk about. Mm hmm that's not the low hanging fruit of you know like what everybody already hears. That's yeah, easily the heartbreak digestible. and the breakup and you yeah. know, like I said, like it, and that's that like fine line of like okay, well then am I like being egotistical, right? You know how we're talking about musicians uh, with that. Yeah. It's just like I feel like it's this gray area. You got to find a balance. That's you know really what, I mean? what it is. You got there's balance. You to can't it. get lost up. You in could your throw own the art. one song out there about the heartbreak just to appease that crowd you know yeah and then make the right but i think you should write music for yourself and yeah. you should be fulfilled in what you're doing and if nobody else is fuck them yeah it was definitely the most How's that working out for everybody <laughs> i don't give a fuck i have fun <laughs> it was the most fulfilling it was, it was the most f- fulfilled i've ever felt with writing well no that's good yeah so we'll say this is like your first complete record yeah yeah that's what we'll call it yeah hey, i'm so whatever works man I'll show you guys a hidden track. Oh, perfect. Oh. Yeah. I like that. Hidden tracks. Do people even do hidden tracks anymore? Apparently it's, not hidden, it's coming well, back. I mean, it's not, it's not released. You should do a hidden right track. Now, so I should. Yeah. Just give like six, eight minutes of silence on the end of the last track. And That'd then be funny. A little ditty at the end. Piss people off. <laughs> Nobody does that shit anymore. I used to love that. Yeah, that is pretty funny. You're like, why is the last song like 16 minutes? And it's like eight minutes of silence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the fucking last Rope Tree record. <laughs> Except that hidden track was called Fuck You and I Hope You Die. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh my God, so good. Every day I'm slowly getting closer to my demise I think I'm holding on to something toxic in my system as it travels through my veins as it travels through my veins here we are sitting 
Sitting on this broken pavement I'm victimized to reason with depression that I make Here alone, sitting on this broken pavement Here alone to reason with decisions that I made And deep within our hearts we build up walls And then watch them fall apart We'll be remembered by these passing times Something of myself, then I find power on my own tuition comes and goes silent as the night that slowly dies. Here we are, here we are, deep within my own perspective. I'm victimized to love myself within these heavy arms. I find myself and slowly start to be constricted. Find myself building up and slowly fall apart. And deep within our hearts, we build up walls and then watch them fall. Aggravate the world today It's nuclear, it's not so clear We're on the brink They say you are the war within the palm of your hands And they say respect your others While they damage our lands Say it like, say it like you mean it to me Say it like, say it like you mean it to me Say it like, say it like you mean it to me Say it like, say it like you mean it to me Like you mean it to like you mean it too Like you mean it too You mean it to me What are your feelings on venues closing? Because there's been a lot of those. Not many opening back up. You know, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm cursed, right? Every time, like, I played The Saint and then The Saint, like, closed down right after we played it. And then I played House of Independence and it closed down, like, two weeks later. Well, then it closed down. <laughs> that, that's the place that flooded, right? Yeah, they got I'm going to Stone Pony next, guys. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Don't threaten us with a good time. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I've been privileged with, you know, what the Stone Pony has done for me. <laughs> they, got, they got us onto Punk and Drawback. And so. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm of a select... I don't actually know if there's many musicians that ever got to play the summer stage. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe Dioca's... it's it's very very rare to see a local on the summer stage. Yeah, I mean they'll, it was they'll awesome. play inside. Yeah, like yeah. before or after. A, yeah, because a lot of people don't know it too. Is like when you have the summer stage show outside, and then they have the band playing inside. The band playing inside is technically a completely different show. Yeah, I know it's mm-hmm. a it's a little bit of a loophole. Yeah, but um. No, we, we we had to be approved by Live Nation, so we don't suck that bad. No, that's awesome. Congratulations. So, yeah, and that um, that's one thing. Did we make a, a lot off of that show? Not a, not a lot, but, but you know what? That's one of those things where I mean, we put in front of a couple thousand people. That's an experience yeah. for you. That's what that you was. Know, that yeah, was yeah. that was. I said to the guys after that show, you know, we got to and we got to hang out with Descendants face oh, nice. to face. Um, no effects. They were kind of in the green room doing. You know, no effects things, but um, <laughs> yeah. That's cool. But um, 
But I mean, that was. I'd be happy. I, I I'm ha- happy and grateful that I even had that experience because mm-hmm. there's some people who don't even don't even get to that point. Yeah. There's some people who just well, said, it's play, an experience play bars. You, yeah. Yeah. you know, play bars and like never make it up to that point. That, I feel like that was my um. What do you call it? Um, that was my uh, I made it moment. Oh, okay. It's, it's a, yeah, I didn't make it, but like... Yeah, it's But cool to, I yeah. made it for myself. That's like the highlight of your musical career at this point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was cool. We were on a, we were on a advertised poster that was being pushed to thousands of people with no effects. My band name was under no effects. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Like, I, I, I feel like I made it for myself just with that. You yeah, know? self-gratification. Good for you, man. So... All right, well, we're going to give you the last question on your way out of here. But before that, give a, little, from our sponsor. No, <laughs> give a little shout out to our sponsors, uh, Fidelic yeah, Records right. on Main Street in Belmore. Nice. And uh, Manaferkin Brewery. I love that place. Down well, on West, Manaferkin. They're yeah. in, uh, on West Bay Avenue with Stafford Township. Down in Manahawkin. Yeah, they're very good. I like breweries. I need to try it out. Yes. I've yeah. gone to like every single one in the area. I uh, guess not that. We long. love Manaferk and they uh they have great great beer. They let us put on shows there. Oh wow. Yeah, in the summer we do outside shows with full bands and over the winter we've been doing some acoustic stuff. Nice. Very Which, successful one. When, when this did. episode comes out, our, our all our acoustic sets from the December show will be up on our YouTube oh, for, you, cool. for you to check out. Cool. We got uh was that Burnt Tavern, Second Skin, and Figured Out all did really killer sets for us. It was a really great night. Everybody came out. Good showing. Good bands. It was yeah. a good time. It was really good. I this is our first here. time talking since we did that show, I believe. Well, yeah, because then it was the holidays. Yeah, and we took a little break. Thank God. Yeah, I was about Apparently to Apparently, I was guy. too grumpy. Yeah, well, you're always fucking grumpy. <laughs> I tell you this all the time. I'm grumpy, too. But <laughs> Grinch. Yeah. We're just, we're no. just old and jaded. That's it. You know, we've been there. Like, we yeah. did that shit when we were younger. And it's we're, we're, the, we're the grumpy old guys sitting up on the balcony like the Muppets. Like, ah, just <laughs> laughing at everybody else. That's, I have to admit, when I see a band, like, fuck something up, it is kind of cool. Yeah. You go... I remember that. Yeah. That sucks. I know how that feels, but God damn, it's funny from here. <laughs> you're sitting there it. like a lesson got learned today. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, you just, sometimes you just got to take your licks and learn your lessons and, you know, do, not, not doing that again. Roll with the punches, yeah. yeah. So where can people find you on social media? Um, everywhere. Oh, like our That's handle. Good. Yeah, that'd be a great idea. See, I'm old. You gotta just. I'm not gonna say handle. Yeah, like a reboot moment there. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, shit. my brain froze. You know, because I, I was gonna say something. I, oh. I say something before that. I was gonna say I'm jaded too, but you wouldn't think, you know. But no, I, I mean everybody's jaded to yeah. an extent. It's it's the, it's because I work in healthcare, so like I have oh, well, to deal help. with people, sick people all day. Yeah, I can see the, the the people thing sucks. Yeah. My ADHD brain was stuck on that while trying to remember oh, what our band's cool. name was. <laughs> what was I going to say? Free the Witness. Mm-hmm. Uh, At Free the Witness. There's no other band with that name. Well, that's one, good. One word. That's why I picked that name. No underscores or hyphens, just Free the Witness, one word. Oh, I got a question. Yeah. So when you put that in Google, what comes up? Me. Actually, you Does know it? what? Actually, me. And then have you guys heard of the video game Watch Dogs? No. No. It's this... Uh, it's a video game that came out in like the mid 2010s. Okay. And uh, there's like this mission. You got to free the witness. That you have to free the witness. <laughs> and uh, so, like, you you see my band's name and then you see like a watchdog's tutorial on YouTube. I'm like, now, but now we're above that. It used to be above, above us. Okay. So that's yeah. good. So you, you climbed yeah. up so that you'll be the first thing. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. I mean, so many dogs. people have like 
fucked up names when you Google them. It's like the stupidest. <laughs> yeah. sh- yeah. All right, so we've been asking stupid, everybody but... this question because it's it's kind of funny that we've hit a point with technology and the way social media works that like when you put a band together and come up with your name, you really do have to like think like if I put this word or name into Google. Are we going to be on page one yeah. or are we going to be on page 907? Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's a, it's a real factor. It yeah. It's like anybody who has that. And I'm sorry, Kyle, I love you. Vendetta Rose was a great band, but like, but like if you have like Rose in the band name, right? Guns and Rose is going to, is going to come up like, uh, you know, like. Isn't Vendetta Rose also a movie? I don't know. There's V for Vendetta. Oh, maybe that's what it was. I'm thinking of. Okay. But you know, it's like, you know, like if I. Yeah, Rose, Axl Rose. You know, um, it's like every Rose band McGowan. that calls themselves the starts with the word the. Yeah, I don't know if that's a tag though. Like I think the. It would really use the other words as key searches because the is yeah. too common of a word. Yeah, it is. It yeah. Does. yeah, like so. If you look yeah. look up the doors or just doors. Well, then doors might come up. Well, yeah, you'd have to worry about that back then. But yeah. actually, if you look it up, it will. Be the, the music band? will come up. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, they're big. They're enough. more popular. Yeah, they're than the, I think they can overpower some things. Yeah, yeah. probably. So. The, their label's probably like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, right. <laughs> but we're right. O- we're over the video game now, so yeah. Oh, well, that's good. That, that was means you're that climbing. was another career defining moment. When, <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah, we're we're above that. Punk damn and Drublick, and we uh, we overcame the video game. Okay, we outsearched so. the video but game. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Like that's how people can find you, and like yeah. you know. I mean, there's so many times you sit there and try to Google band name and it's like everything else comes up. Yeah. You know? So. All right. Well, last question. If there's one thing, one singular thing you could change about the music scene locally, what would it be and why? And you can't be like that to make that to make that. Just you could change one single aspect of the, the local music scene. What would it be and why? Can I think about this answer? <laughs> I knew I put that yeah, one in there. Now, for you a reason. Really, now you made it really serious. That's I got to right. give a good answer after that one. Oh I still got to get the Jeopardy theme in there. <laughs> All right, let me think about this. Don't touch. Holy Santa Claus shit. <laughs> Where is that from? Elf. Elf. But no, it wasn't, no, it's uh, oh, Step Brothers. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no way. That's like the best part of the movie to me. Andre Michelli. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> um, sorry, the question. Um, reel it in, kid. Reel it in. <laughs> yeah, well, I want to give a good answer because you heard yeah. what I said before, but I, I don't even think, like, don't. if there's one thing that could actually change. Nothing. Guess who? <laughs> stop touching shit. I keep telling you, stop touching shit. Um. <laughs> mm. <coughs> I think, yeah, I actually know a really good answer. I, I was going to say, you know, like people need to like get and they just give people chances and stuff, but fuck that. Like that still happens. People get chances. Um, everything's so clicky. Everything's so clicky and it just bothers me. I mean, that's... <laughs> it just well, bothers I mean, shit, me. You know look where what you're I mean? from. Listen, like connections, it, connections are like crucial and stuff like that, but it there's a very big high school-esque vibe to it where like if you're not hanging out with these bands and going to see these bands or like I you know I spoke to this one kid and I was just like hey do you have like any like 
ideas like and I reached out to him and I said do you have like any ideas to help like with like my promotion or, or like you know like maybe like getting on like a basement show or something like that and he goes well are you going out to shows every week to see people dude I work a full time job in an emergency department 12 hour shifts cleaning up people's shit or like being threatened to get killed and then I have to focus on writing songs and do like I don't have time to be going to most of the time the person that's saying a, that is an entitled kid living on trap. daddy's money you know like like it's true it's a trap it is a trap I I can ju- just because I'm not coming to see a band in person doesn't mean that I'm supporting you any less I'm like I can't be going to shows every Friday you know I can't because my because t- the time that I'm focusing on is focusing on building my brand my music stuff like that yeah. I get it. Like you have to like hang out with people and stuff like that and like network, but well, it's it's unreasonable to be like like oh you going to shows every week. I, I get that too because even with the podcast, like I I have gone to shows of people that I'm I'm close with, do a little video for them here and there, and I get other people that are like oh can you come to our show and do this? Can you come to our show and do that? I'm like. Bro, I like I work a full time job. I do this. I'm in a band. I go to school full time. I got two kids. I'm married. <laughs> yeah. Like, I go when I can. It's not yeah. very often, but when I actually can go, I do. Yeah. If you're if you're not gonna ha- if you're not gonna help me, and like get I got a plan for that show. That's yeah. If you're I not mean, gonna help me get onto a basement show because I'm not going out every weekend to New Brunswick, to uh, yeah. to, to all, New to Brunswick go- has always been a very weird scene, man. Yeah, but it's it's just like yeah, and I'll say this about the Asbury scene too. The Asbury scene's very clicky as well. It's always been that way. It's, it's, Scenes it's, are always clicky. You're, you're never gonna get away from that. You know, I and I'm not a I'm not a clicky person. You can't escape it. It's everywhere you go. It's it's always ER, been that way. It's gonna it's always be that way. High school. It's in the music scene, and I've never I didn't fit in in high school. So I it's because people's egos. That's yeah. it's all about egos. Yeah, I didn't fit in high school, so it it I don't understand that logic, you know. Yeah. So, see, I you know we've come up on this conversation a couple of times where it's like, oh yeah, you know, you, you know, be in a community and follow this and him and that and that, and it's like, well, yes, because you want to be supportive and a nice person. I don't want to be grumpy all the time, but <laughs> also, most of the time. yeah, just most of it. But like realistically, <sighs> what is that getting you? Yeah. realistically like not to be an asshole but like we said it before you're gonna go play a show to five fucking people that have seen you already a billion times i heard you what the fuck is the point already yeah why yeah, you're not gaining you know? anything from Plus, that are you really su- and this is the other the only thing, thing that's doing is fulfilling oh, your i ego. said that too i said that to somebody and they didn't like this answer i was like are you really supportive or are you just fucking like putting on a fake fucking smile and just trying to gain for yourself yeah so that yeah exactly like okay yeah do you really want me to come out every week and with that i bid you adieu <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you really want me to come out every week or is this a transactional relationship really that's yeah you know what i mean and no, I'd rather they want you to fulfill their ego. That's, that's, <laughs> I'd ra- yeah, I'd rather I'd rather ha- be transparent and be like, "Hey, can you help me get this show? I'll help you with this show." Instead of pretending that I like your music and I like you, you know, coming out to see you. When in reality, I don't. It's not my cup of tea. And I'd rather just be upfront and be like, "Hey, you help me get get a show. I help you get a show." Yeah, you know, it just it just makes more sense to me instead of bullshitting somebody. True. True. 
We know, live in a fake world, my friend. And that's that's why you make enemies because you tell the truth. So I, that that's is why my, I'm grumpy. Yeah. I know people call me grumpy. We don't. Oh, we don't. Sorry, we, don't like, it's, we don't sugarcoat shit. We tell it like it is. We <laughs> we've been there. We've done that. We got the fucking t-shirts. Yeah. You know, like we're not the t-shirt salesman anymore. No, we're the other statesman. <laughs> the veil. I can't. Remember. I want to remember. Was that Zach? Was it Zach that said the t-shirt line? Who was that? What? Remember, who, somebody came on here and said, when you're in a band, you're pretty much just a glorified t-shirt salesman. Who said oh, that? I don't fucking remember. I mean, it's pretty true. Was it Cranston? Well, it definitely wasn't me. <laughs> might have been Cranston. That sounds like something Cranston would say. Or yeah. was it uh, Rachel? No, it was definitely way before that. It was an older episode. I'll have to go back and find that. because well, It bothers me. I like That one sticks in my head, but I can never remember who said it. Oh, that podcast? That podcast? No, no, just being just in bands. a band, you're, you're pretty much just a glorified t-shirt salesman. Yeah. Because that's how you make it. <laughs> the, only way, the only way you make your money is selling t-shirts and shit. I mean, you're not making money off of streams. So. Yeah. I mean. You're going to roll that point zero three cents a spin. I got up. an idea how we can bring CDs back. Oh. The cases that they're in should be coasters. So at least everybody wants a drink coaster. If you slam a drink down hard, it just smash the CD inside. Well, no, you can pull it out. Like, oh, check this out, and then you put your drink right back on top of it. It's (laughs) fucking fine. It could be a drink coaster that holds your CD but still has your fucking band logo on it. I think it's a great idea. I think Mm -hmm. somebody should steal that. You go with that one, pal. Yeah, shut the fuck up. All right. <laughs> Thanks for coming, man. Yes, really thank appreciate you. it. Was a yeah, pleasure, thank man. you so much. Be sure to check him out on all the social medias at Free the Witness, right? At Free the Witness. Yep. One word. Where are you looking at? The camera, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, the thing that's recording us like, right he's now? Sta- he's sitting right there. <laughs> but I'm talking to the people that are watching the video, so I'm trying to oh, look at them. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> We're out of here. Thanks. Thanks Where so is much, it? Guys. Oh, you need. Where's my uh, button, man? Thank you. And we're out. <laughs> All right. I haven't done this song in years. This one's loose cigarettes. My street is need Inside my head It's a constant escapade So who are they To judge if I feel alright Well I've been locked in my own head All these sleepless lonely nights Home to my stars Because I know they shine so bright So who are they To judge if I feel alright If you loosen my chains, you'll see that I'll break away. You'll find my misery with these tears. You'll find I'm weaker than you thought. And so I cross my arms, hold my eyes to the memories on the wall at night. Things will never be as perfect as they seemed. Think too much, it always gets the best of me. It comes in a far of my own anxiety. My tides will rise and fall from only me. The 
Made me dot my eyes and cross my T's Behind these paper bars to scream a silent scream Myself arise and fall from only me Why all that made me dot my eyes and cross my T's Behind these paper bars to scream a silent scream Myself arise and fall from only me